0: Hey, 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 what's cracking, and welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie. Good stuff happening tonight. We're going to be talking about the benefits of aloe vera. I used to think that aloe vera was just something to go on your skin, and it actually is used for that, but it has many more uses, and we'll be talking to Dr. Michael Haley about the benefits of aloe or aloe vera, so um, before we get into that... Just wanted to remind you, if you hadn't had a chance to look at the blog, I'm the fat man. Go there. I did a video on my lessons in weight loss, just some lessons that I sh- want to share with you my 10-year journey from being an athlete and someone who was always sleek and, and fit and then going to what I call a hot mess, gaining about 35, 40 pounds and having back issues, having knee issues, and uh, really... It took me 10 years to kind of figure all of this stuff out. And I'm still learning. You know, a lot of people are out there. They're doing the same things over and over again, trying to lose weight. And some of them will still be counting calories. Some people will still be doing low-fat diets. And they're not realizing that they're kind of working against themselves. So if you go to the blog, I'mthefatman.com, you can check that out. And then next week, I'm also going to be doing another post on the best oils to cook with. A lot of times we're confused about what's – uh what's the best thing to cook with. So I'll be getting that post out probably early next week. So check that out. And if you have not uh, connected with me, please do so on Facebook. It's facebook.com. I'm the fat man. That's I like initiate him like Mary fat man is fat is spelled with a pH. So I'm the fat man. So if you look for me on Facebook, you can connect with me there. I want to start doing a little bit more with the Facebook fan page. It's just me. So I'm trying to do the show, do the fan page and do all of this stuff. So, uh, go in there and you get the latest updates to the show. You can also connect with me on Twitter on the fat underscore man. So the fat underscore man, you can connect with me there. I'm also on Pinterest and I'm on Instagram as I'm the fat man. So you can find me there. Instagram seems to be the latest thing. All the adults are on Facebook, but most of the uh, younger people are on Instagram. But you can connect with me on Instagram as well. So tonight, great show for you. I met this gentleman. Probably about a year ago, I think, um, we were at the GMO Summit here they had in, in Fort Lauderdale and I uh, met him and talked to him and uh, he was telling me about the benefits of aloe and, and really great to have him on the show. I usually try to work with people who are local in the community. We have a lot of great health experts around in the Fort Lauderdale area or Broward County where I live. So great to have him on the night and we'll be talking about the uh, benefits of aloe. So let me bring Dr. Michael Haley on right now. Dr. Haley, welcome. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. This is great.
0: Good, good. I know that you're a health expert, um, health coach, public speaker, and all that, but tell us how you got into this whole aloe thing and give us a little bit of your background.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm a doctor of chiropractic and I always had an interest in chemistry, biochemistry, and nutrition, taking it to the next level. Like yourself, you know, my nutrition knowledge progressed over the years. And uh, I had this patient that had this aloe company. This is just a small part of my nutrition progression. I know we we think very similarly because we travel in the same circles. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. But this aloe vera kind of came into my life through my patient, Rodney Stockton, who started researching it back in the 50s when he healed his skin from a horrible sunburn. He met this Indian doctor who you know essentially said put this on your burn and he was amazed at what it did for his skin well this guy would be bringing it with him on his uh visits to come get adjusted and said you got to start drinking this and uh it took him a while to convince me in fact it actually took an injury that i had before i would actually give it a try and it was it was a rope burn on my hands i, I had gone sailing And I'm not really, you know, sailing smart. I I know a little bit about speed boats, you know, boats with throttles. But when it comes to sailing, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I I was told to pull up this sail, and I grabbed onto the rope and pulled it up to the top and turned and looked at the captain like, what do I do now as I was holding onto the rope? Well, now I know that the sail fills up pretty quick with wind and pulls that rope right through your hands if you don't lock it down. And I didn't know how to lock it down. (laughs) I tried to hold onto it. Impossible. And my skin, my hands just uh well, they were blistered, bloodied, and even like melted from the heat from trying to hold onto this rope the mm-hmm. the I could feel the skin tighten up from the the melting of the skin. well, imagine a chiropractor with blistered, bloodied hands that's his living, and now he can't use them well, my patient said here put this aloe cream on it you know he's always been talking to me about the drink but he said put the cream on your hands and i i did i put it on a few times a day and i remember specifically showing my wife my hands i even remember exactly where i was at the time three days later in only three days i said look at my hands i said they look better now than they did before the rope burns they just look like brand-new, you know, baby skin. Blister's gone, everything healed, and I had never seen anything like that. Well, I started looking into it more and more, and I realized that aloe vera is a some kind of tissue regenerator, and they did all kinds of uh, studies, on research on burns. They did hot rod iron burns, and they, you know, put a control group that did get aloe, and then a group that did get aloe, and essentially it showed, you know, things would heal about twice as fast when you put aloe on them. So that was my introduction to aloe vera. It had nothing to do with consuming it for health, but it was putting it on the skin. But that got my attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, we got into a couple of situations where we had to uh, recommend aloe for people that had digestive problems and immune system problems. And this was long before I had any idea that I would be owning an aloe vera company that i recommended to these people try this aloe we started seeing amazing results and i started consuming it for myself and my family and just because i realized it was something very very good well eventually we ended up taking over the product line and 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 making it our own company when my patient had passed away when he was 96 years old you know his little aloe business was very important not only to us but to a lot of people and we decided to uh kind of take over what he where he left off and expand the company but what i need to do is bridge from skin to gut and how they are so similar and why it why it works so similarly
0: before you do that let's let's get into um some of the properties, what makes aloe so so good? For people who are out there listening, what makes it so good for the skin, for the gut? And I guess you can bridge it, but what are the properties of it? Are there special vitamins in there? What makes it so so extraordinary?
1: Well, it's very complete with with vitamins and minerals, but there are these mucopolysaccharides, which are the unique nutrients. And, and a, a mucopolysaccharide is kind of like a carbohydrate, only real big and complex. And there are certain of uh, polysaccharides that have these special uh, properties and special effects on the body. You know, it's funny because you say well, there's vitamins and minerals. What What is it about it? Every fruit and vegetable or plant food has thousands of nutrients that aren't going to show up on any vitamin bottle. We know so little about the individual phytonutrients from the various plants but every now and then, one will stand out we say, what is it about this particular plant food? So I can name just a handful of nutrients from the aloe vera plant without knowing hundreds of others. <laughs> they're in there, and I'm sure they're good for you. Mm-hmm. So I'll just talk about a couple of them. Uh, the mucopolysaccharides, one specific manin, is called ace manin. That particular nutrient has incredible effects on the immune system. The other polysaccharides, the whole group of them, will look at and say they have some kind of tissue regenerating properties. Now, in the case of the skin, heals about twice as fast. Here's the real neat thing. What is skin? It's actually epithelial tissue. What is the gut it's epithelial tissue. <laughs> it's almost like they're the same organ. It's almost like if you took your skin and and pushed it through your body and made an opening, you know, at your mouth and it came out the other side of your body, it forms this tube of almost like skin passing through your body that the food goes through, that the food travels through. One of the unique properties of epithelial tissue is that it absorbs and secretes. So when you eat food, In order for it to actually enter your body, it has to pass through that digestive wall to get into your bloodstream. And then waste, of course, is secreted back into the intestines through various mechanisms for complete elimination out the other end, just like your skin absorbs and excretes. You know, toxins come out in sweat and, you know, you put aromatherapies on and they go through your skin into your body. Doctors give you drug patches to deliver hormones or pain-relieving creams and stuff like that Through the skin. So the skin and the gut are really almost one and the same organ in that sense. And just the same way aloe vera is proven scientifically to heal skin faster, it seems to be doing the same thing inside the body in the gut. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I told you my experience with it, and this is way before I knew anything about food sensitivities, was I did a gut healing with the aloe and using the uh, uh, colloidal silver at that time, but I didn't take any of the food sensitivities. I, I knew I didn't know my food sensitivities. It wasn't until after I knew food sensitivities that I really did, you know, a gut healing uh, regimen. But um, so... I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm just sitting here listening to you, and I'm saying to myself, uh, what if I go to Walmart and I get some aloe vera out of there or get some aloe vera from somewhere else? What what kind of aloe vera should I be looking for?
1: Well, first let me use a little bit of an edgy analogy. Oh, do I dare say this? Sure, why not? You know, because most people can relate to it. Some things – you know, there's there's really good quality and then there's low quality. In the case of aloe vera, I do have to get credit to some of the lower quality products out there because even the worst still seem to do pretty good. And, and, and the, 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 the risky analogy is that it's kind of like sex. Even when it's bad, you know, with the right person, it's still pretty good. <laughs> so aloe vera happens to be one of those... You know, unique products that, you know, even if they stripped most of the nutrients out in the processing of it and just ultra-filtered it and pasteurized it and cooked it and added preservatives to it, which I don't recommend you consume, you know, too many preservatives in your diet, but even if they did all those things to it, people that have bad digestive problems still seem to get decent results with some of the cheapest aloe products that are out there. Now, obviously... Uh, We take it a step further. We don't filter it, so all the nutrients are there. You know, you can drink a a smaller amount and get a lot more benefit when all the nutrients are in place. It's not pasteurized, so it hasn't been killed off. Um, It hasn't had preservatives added to it. You know, the thing that bothers me about preservatives is, and, and this will help drive it home because we're talking about gut issues, what is the purpose of a preservative?
0: to preserve the the, uh, the compound or whatever you're using.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm putting you on the spot, and it's okay because everybody says pretty much the same thing. It's to make something mm-hmm. last longer. Exactly. But here's the real interesting thing. That's really more the effect. The actual purpose... Is, you know, and the reason I know this is the purpose is because it's the one thing that we measure when it comes to a preservative. See, if I'm a food scientist and I want to make a food last longer, I add a preservative to it, but I measure its killing potential. That is, I can start with a known amount of bacteria and add so much preservative to it and then measure the bacteria again and see what its log reduction is. How many bacteria is it capable of killing? you know, based on the amount that I've added. The um, killing is what we're actually measuring, and that's actually what preservatives are designed to do. They are designed to kill bacteria, yeast, mold, and fungus. That's why they put them in the food. Now, if you pasteurize it and kill everything off, and then you add preservative to it, what you're trying to do is control the contamination. uh, So they might use smaller amounts than if you start with a large, high bacteria count. That's why they pasteurize, radiate, high-pressure, you know, process to kill everything before adding the preservative to it. So they'll say, oh, well, we only put, you know, 0.25% preservative in it. Okay. If it was 10%, what would that do to your gut? It would probably annihilate your biome because preservatives, once you consume them, they don't stop killing bacteria, yeast, mold, and fungus. They continue to do what they're designed to do. So maybe it's just on a small. It's kind of like saying, "Well, there's only a little bit of poison in it. We only put this small percentage in it." Well, if it was, it was if it was rat poison, but it was just a small amount, would you still consume the food? <laughs> you know, it, no. it would seem ludicrous to say yes, I would. But that's the purpose of a preservative is to kill. And when they and so when we're taking in these food products that have preservatives in them, we do have to be concerned. What's it doing to our gut? And more people are having gut problems now than ever before. And I'm confident, I'm sure of this, that the chemicals in the food, the preservatives, the chlorine in the water, the the uh pesticides, herbicides and fungicides in the food that are more and more now, especially with all the GMO foods that tolerate more chemicals from the farmers. You know, we're getting so many chemicals in the food that are designed to kill. Chlorine is put in the water intentionally to kill. Uh, Pesticides are intentional to kill pests. Herbicides are intentional to kill plants. Fungicides are intentional to kill fungus. And all these are on the plants. They're designed to kill, and we eat them. And they go in our gut, and they're still designed to kill, even when they're in our gut. That's what they're designed for, and we're eating these things. So, you know, I'm about getting rid of the chemicals so you can purchase a low end product with a lot of preservatives in it, but you really want to limit those and use them and save it for when you really have to. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. You're um a gaps practitioner, correct?
1: I am. Yes, certified yeah, gaps yeah. practitioner studied under uh, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride um directly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So can you kind of go into um and we'll get we'll bring this back over again, but Go into I don't think people know the importance of the gut because I know I've you know, studied the gut and they said the gut is the second brain. But can you kinda of get into the importance of why it's why you need really good gut help? And I think you kinda of said that, but can you kinda of break it down a little bit more?
1: Yeah, and it's interesting too because you talked about, you know, sensitivities, where we're talking about allergies or sensitivities. Um and this is gonna tie in great. You know, imagine that tube that's passing through your body has it has like a first layer of defense that layer of defense is bacteria it's a healthy gut biome, and we can think of that too, passing all the way from our mouth down to the anus you know through your body and think of there being kind of healthier bacteria on the front end and more pathogenic bacteria towards the back end the um back that biome should stay in a balance, it's normal to have healthy bacteria and pathogenic bacteria, but we would want the healthy bacteria to probably be, oh, say, 80% of the gut biome and the pathogenic bacteria to kind of stay out closer to the rear end and and be maybe 20% or less. So when that flora is disrupted and the pathogenic bacteria start taking over or the pathogenic bacteria start growing and and occupying more of the front end of your intestines it causes a disruption and these two different um biomes are trying to fight with each other you know when you have lots of good healthy bacteria they're going to kill off more of the bad bacteria and when they have more of the bad bacteria they're going to continue to kill off and take over the good bacteria well when these bacteria die they release toxins now, imagine if you were to drink alcohol. That's going to pass into your bloodstream and affect the way your body works, right? It'll affect your brain mm-hmm. because it's a, you know, it's a neurotoxin that entered your bloodstream. When these bacteria die, they are releasing toxins that will enter your bloodstream and affect the way your mind works, hence the name gut and psychology syndrome because it affects the way your mind works. But it will do more than that. The That bacterial layer, as it's killed off or depleted or taken over by pathogenic bacteria, when you no longer have that nice coating of healthy bacteria to help process and digest your food, you have an inflamed or a leaky gut. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard of leaky gut syndrome. Mm-hmm. There's a gazillion names for an unhealthy gut, whether it's Crohn's disease or celiac disease or uh, inflammatory bowel disease or, you know, uh, colitis. Uh, there's there's probably 50 different names. Each name is either specific to a drug, you know, they, they need to come up with a unique name to sell their drugs, or a different location in the intestines, whether it's the front end or the back end, or possibly a different cause. Um, you know, they, they might name it after a sensitivity such as a gluten or a dairy sensitivity. But for the most part, they're all the same. It's an inflamed gut somewhere between the mouth and anus. Mm-hmm. The, um, when you think of that inflammatory process and that part of the gut leaking, now you eat foods and what happens to them? They leak or they can pass through that digestive barrier barrier not fully processed. If something enters your bloodstream, not fully processed, what is your immune system going to do to that unprocessed molecule? It's
0: going to attack it.
1: It's going to attack it. So we would call mm-hmm. that a sensitivity. Mm-hmm. You have things entering your bloodstream that your immune system recognizes as not supposed to be there. Let's attack it, and you have symptoms it's a sensitivity i eat this every time i eat this this is what happens now i don't think that all sensitivities are you know the cause are caused by an inflammatory bowel problem but i know that we have more sensitivities now than ever before we have more acid reflux than ever before we have more crohn's disease more celiac disease than ever before celiac is one of those you know particular ones where they say oh that's you know gluten and dairy intolerance you have celiac just don't eat gluten and don't eat dairy is it possible that these large molecules are just passing through and that's why your body is attacking it because you didn't have celiac you weren't born with it some may have been but most people you know i got celiac disease when i was 22 years old really why all of a sudden what's different I suppose that possibly you know with the antibiotics, the drugs, the pesticides herbicides, fungicides, the chlorine in the water, the preservatives in the food, all of these chemicals, I think are probably killing your biome, killing off that good, healthy bacterial layer, allowing your gut to leak, and now you eat these foods, and it goes right into your bloodstream,
0: yeah, well bringing it back full circle <laughs> and. Is it's safe to say that using aloe helps to repair the gut. And one thing that I was doing some research for the show last night, and I listened to, um, one of your calls and the lady, I think, I don't know if she was 80 or 88 or something. And she was going on and on about <laughs> how great her bowel movements were. And I remember before I got things kind of in line, I used to have problems with just regular bowel movements. I thought to just not go in a day was regular, but, um, Can you kind of talk about that, the effects of aloe and how it helps heal the gut and even help, you mentioned celiac and all these other things, but even helping someone who has problems just having normal bowel movements throughout the day?
1: Well, you know, I I take kind of a uh, non-traditional approach when people have gut problems. I don't necessarily follow the, the GAPS protocol to the T initially when people come to me with gut problems. I have actually found a little cheat, a little shortcut, and that is that they had Crohn's disease where they're, you know, every they're having bloody bowel movements um, and some chronically for months or even years. Sometimes I'll take a shortcut and realize, you know, getting your diet right, and, and think of where, you know, how far you've come, Darren, in the past couple decades, you're diet has changed over years can you imagine if you threw someone into that and said this is how you're supposed to eat starting today it's overload and they just can't do it so sometimes i'll actually cheat and i'll say you know what i want you to drink two or even three glasses of aloe that's a lot of aloe by the way you know maybe 24 ounces a day um for a week and then call me we'll talk Usually it goes something like this. Maybe day two I talk to them, maybe day three I talk to them. Day two it's kind of like, well, I don't really notice a change yet. Day three seems to be the magic day where they say, I'm having the best, you know, day of day I've had in years. Um, I can't believe it. This is incredible. I had a normal bowel movement. Uh, there was no blood or whatever the case is. Um, It seems to be one of those things that, you know, and probably because it probably takes a few days to completely pass through the whole digestive system, and then a little time for healing. So I've used that approach a lot of times, and then I call them on three days, and when I get that, you know, I'm having the best day of my life. Okay, now, right now, aloe vera is a Band-Aid. Do you want a Band-Aid, or do you want to fix this problem? So, Aloe is the super tissue regenerator, help things heal faster, great for gut health. But how did your gut get like this? Because we're going to have to address your diet. We're going to have to, you know, go for maybe an organic or a GMO-free diet. We might cut out a lot of the inflammatory foods because we don't want to be feeding that inflammatory system right now. Everybody's eating corn and wheat and high omega-6 inflammatory diets, and it's way out of whack. So let's start looking at some omega-3 type foods and cutting out some of those omega-6 foods, those inflammatory foods. And we'll kind of transition them, and, and there's other healing foods other than aloe. Let's start consuming more of those uh, healing foods and and you know get rid of the ones that are just destroying you. Let's look at the chem- other chemicals that you might be consuming and get those out of your diet. So I've always taken kind of a slower approach and said, here, let me give you the Band-Aid first. Now that I have your attention... Let's start making some serious changes. Do I have your attention? You know, you're having the best day of your life, right? I have your attention. Okay, now let's start making some real changes and, and start fixing this problem for real. So that's always been the approach that I've I've taken. Now, you, you asked about a couple things, though. There's two mm-hmm. different parts of the plant. Some people are consuming the outer part of the leaf to actually increase motility. So if they have constipation and don't want to take drugs, laxatives, they'll use whole leaf aloe vera juice which contains some of the outer leaf. My company does not make that, we do not provide that. That is not my mentality, my mode. When people have constipation, I'm gonna say, Okay, let's look at your diet, there's a reason for it and and let's start, you know, getting the gut flora back like it's supposed to be. Let's start, um, you know, eating the right foods and, and stop eating the cement. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And, you know, usually we can fix that rather quickly. So the whole leaf or the outer leaf, we actually cut that away and get rid of it. We're after the inner leaf gel, which is more the healing uh, benefit of aloe. So people have traditionally used outer leaf or outer leaf extract, and I think they even at one time had medications made from the outer leaf for just increasing motility to relieve constipation. Um so we're we're only focused on the inner leaf gel the healing part to decrease the inflammation to get rid of you know imagine ulcers like bleeding ulcers in the gut uh that would be like an, a a burn on your skin aloe vera will help soothe and speed up the healing of that so that's that's what we're doing
0: yeah and for anyone that's out there and you're listening to the show um please call in if you have a question for Dr. Haley the number is 646-716 Nine three seven one six four six seven one six nine three seven one, and think sometimes people listen to the show through their computer and don't know that they can call in and actually get a question answered. Um, so, Doctor Haley, uh, let's talk a little bit about. You mentioned when you had a hand condition, you were out sailing and you rope burn on your hand, but I know there's a lot of people out there who are concerned about aging. You know, every day, you know, our society is geared towards looking younger. What uh, what's the, the the uses of aloe for um, looking you know looking younger? I know that you, you had on your website too a, a cream, a facial cream, or some kind of cream that people can use for anti aging and just taking care of their skin. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. You know, every day we're exposing our bodies to all kinds of you know horrible damaging radiation abrasions from you know scrubbing and shaving and you know too much uh harmful sun rays and not the right amounts i'm don't get me wrong i'm all for getting a good healthy amount of sunshine and making some good vitamin d but uh you know a lot of times we're just we're getting too much we're out all day and we're using the sunscreens and we're filtering out some of the rays we're getting the harmful rays still and we're aging faster than we are supposed to be well Providing a basis for that healing to help things heal faster is one part of that. We've actually combined the aloe vera with, uh, well, coconut oil would be the primary moisturizer in the creams. Because one of the other ways that we're really damaging our skin is by taking all the oils out of our skin. You know, we wash daily with soap and we're removing all, and then you look at your skin and it's kind of got this ashy look to it. Well, you want to keep it moist. Um coconut oil happens to do that very, very well, and then there are other super healing anti aging ingredients things that are great for the skin, such as uh manuka honey a uh, tremella mushroom happens to hold water uh you know more so than hyaluronic acid, great for retaining moisture uh there's uh lavender essential oil, which is just great for the skin and it's antifungal and antibacterial and you know it just helps keep things clean and healthy and healing so we did make something called the Eutherm Ultra Healing Aloe Cream and that one we uh, you know it's kind of one of those high-end um, excellent for the face it's probably a little overkill to use on your whole body so we have a little bit of a lesser one without all those exquisite ingredients That's primarily the aloe vera and the coconut oil, and that's more your full-body cream. Uh, You can use it for burns, or you can use it daily as a moisturizer and just a general anti-aging. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely some benefits to the aloe, but, again, we're looking at the full package, kind of like the GAPS diet. You know, I can give someone aloe and just say, here, drink this every day for the rest of your life, and you'll probably do a lot better. But there's other things that go with it um these things will also work great on your skin we've already we packaged them together and then of course we'll probably say just like your diet you don't want to eat these things anymore you don't want to be putting these chemicals on your body anymore as well you know there's so many parabens and horrible chemical preservatives in the skin products We don't do that because, remember, it's epithelial tissue. It's like your gut. It's designed to absorb and excrete. And if you're putting chemicals on your skin, it's going to absorb those.
0: Right, right. Yeah, many people don't even know that whatever you put on the skin is going into their bodies. They have no idea. Um, I had a couple of personal questions for you. I've used your aloe before. (laughs) So I'm going to, and these will kind of help the audience as well. You have to keep the aloe frozen, can you kind of I know why but can can you elaborate on that? Why you need to keep the aloe frozen when you when you first get it?
1: Yeah, we don't do anything to it. Uh when when we harvest, I travel to the Dominican Republic where we grow it. It's grown on certified organic property. And we have some a very simple process. In fact, if you go to aloe.guru, a l o e.g u r u That'll take you to our YouTube channel, and I kind of demonstrated this process in our backyard. Now, at the plant in the Dominican, we do it on a much larger scale. But we hand-filet the aloe leaves using a special technique to bleed out that outer leaf anti-nutrient, that bitter laxative part. We get rid of that. And then these filets, they kind of look like a a fish filet, these jelly kind of filets. We, you know, put them through a grinder. And then we just run it through a heat transfer unit, which is essentially it's a 100 feet of stainless steel pipe with circulating coldness on the outside that takes the heat out of the aloe and it goes into the containers into the freezer. That is all we do to it. That's our only way of preserving it. Now, if you were to – and you've probably done this before. You've probably uh, – because I know we shop at some of the same places – Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, you know, I I met you at BM Organics, and one of the things that I purchased from them was raw grape juice.
0: Yeah, I love that stuff. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay,
1: you're with yeah. me on
0: this. Yeah, I'm with you on that
1: one. Okay, we we left this you know organic, perfectly clean raw grape juice in the back of our refrigerator, and I opened it up about a week later, and when I turned that top off, it just made that little pssst, that you know that little sound that says I'm fermenting. I'm becoming more of a champagne than a grape juice. Well, what happens is the naturally occurring bacteria multiply and they begin to sour the juice, whether it's in grape juice or aloe vera juice. The same thing will happen to our aloe. It doesn't make it bad. It just makes it more of a probiotic and uh and, and those bacteria those probiotic bacteria are consuming the mucopolysaccharides which is what we're looking for. We want those mucopolysaccharides for their healing benefit. If we want a probiotic, we're going to make I don't know sauerkraut from cabbage. Let's ferment some cabbage. Cabbage tastes better when it's soured whereas aloe tastes worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. So We ship it out frozen because we did not pasteurize it. We didn't even filter it, and we didn't add preservatives to it. It's just the filet run through a grinder. And we want our customers to get it frozen, and then once they thaw their aloe, they know they probably have about seven days to consume it before they'll start to taste that souring difference if they leave it in their refrigerator. And we just tell them, hey, if you're not going to drink the whole bottle in a week, once you thaw it, just pour it into smaller containers and throw those back in the freezer.
0: So, so is it? it it's sorry, to cut you off. Is it actually doing that process if you're not consuming it uh, before those seven days are over? Is it losing the properties? Is it losing the good enzymes and all the good vitamins and, and minerals that are in it?
1: Yeah, yes, it is. The okay. you know just like if you had, took that raw grape juice or or if you fresh squeezed orange juice, the best time is going to be you know as soon as it left the vine. Uh, As soon as it left the tree, the bush, wherever you got your, you know, the the ground, whether it's a vegetable, as soon as you pick that, that's going to be your best time to consume it. Now, the life is removed from it. The life source, once it's cut off the vine, cut off the bush, removed from the tree, pulled from the ground, the life source is removed from it, and it will begin to deteriorate. It has lost its protective life source, so the bacteria start to take over and consume your nutrients. And, and degrade it. Now, those bacteria, again, they're beneficial to your gut, and it might be healthy and probiotic, but it's not the intention. You want the nutrients in the case mm-hmm. of aloe, or their healing benefits, or their immune system benefits.
0: Okay. My, my last question is, I've always wondered about this, because when I did the the gut healing uh, protocol, um, I used it along with, uh, you know, the silver, with the colloidal silver. But... I'm wondering if for someone like me who I wake up Saturday morning or I wake up during a weekday before I'm going to work and I want to toss this in a smoothie, would you recommend blending it with other things or would you recommend taking it by itself?
1: You know, for years, like the last 10 years, I drank it just by itself almost every day. But just in the in the last few months, I have actually been enjoying aloe in whole new ways. And the funny thing is, is I don't even taste it in the smoothies that i'm making Uh, in december i did a like a 10 i did a 10 day fast where i essentially went to a very limited juice drink for 10 days it was a nice juice fast Uh, but each one of those drinks had about six to eight ounces of aloe in it and i was doing three a day i could not taste The aloe in it—it added a thickness, a texture to it. And then the other neat thing is because it's boosting the immune system, there's actually a a certain metabolic boost. There's there's an increase in your metabolism at the same time. So, you know, I I ended up losing about—I don't know—15 pounds or so in that in that period. Um, So I kind of had that the benefit from the juice fast and the aloe, the increase in the metabolism and and I mixed it together. I didn't just drink it straight. But most of our customers are probably drinking it straight because it's easier. Now, in the case of the aloe silver protocol that you did, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of a unique protocol. Uh how did you find out about that?
0: I actually um I was at a seminar um that actually uh, Robert Scott Bell was uh, had done the seminar at the the Old BM Organics, you know, when they had the a place there on Oakland Park Boulevard for those of you who are out there listening, this is in Florida. But but he was there and he actually did a seminar on this and um talked about the uh Stockton aloe one and the uh colloidal silver using that as the uh the healing protocol for your gut.
1: Right. Yes. Well the you know it's a it's a very neat protocol because the, the colloidal silver has the uh well the benefit of kind of regulating the bacteria in your gut a lot of people have been diagnosed with things like SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or mm-hmm. an imbalance in their gut floor. They have too many pathogenic bacteria and the silver does have a, a a unique killing potential and it seems to prefer to prefer to kill the pathogenic bacteria but just in case when we do this protocol you're consuming a you know an ounce of Silver and just an ounce of aloe. You can use more aloe, but the aloe in the case of the aloe-silver protocol is really just to deliver the silver to the intestine to make it more effective. Mm-hmm. If you want to do additional gut healing, you can consume more aloe with that at, at that time. But it's paired off with a uh, probiotic. So you're consuming the aloe-silver protocol with the intention of using the silver to kill off a certain amount of your bacteria, and then, kind of reseed or nourish the healthy bacteria by using probiotics, so it's like a reprogramming of your gut flora,
0: yeah, yeah, A lot of people don't even you know they'll do that and uh do the gut healing protocol, and then they don't do the probiotic to replace the good flora, so it was a uh, pretty good and if anybody's interested in that, I do have that you can email me at Darren at the darren at fat-man.com, and I'll, I'll send that to you because I still have it. I did it over like three or four years ago. But, uh, Dr. Haley, um, that's all the questions that I had. How can people get the the Stockton Allo? Tell us a little bit about your websites.
1: Yeah, you, uh, allo1.com, A-L-O-E, the number one.com. All of our contact information is there. Uh, feel free to call in, ask your questions and uh, sometimes I'm there answering questions as well, and our staff is well-trained. Uh, the cart is right there online, and uh, the, you know you can see the pricing and shipping and all that stuff. Um, yeah, everything is there at allaone.com. You onecom know, If you choose to order online, there is a place that uh, you can mention uh, who it is that referred you, and I'd love, I'd be tickled to death if someone said, you know, it was the Fat Man show that you were on. Go ahead and uh tell us about that, and, and uh, that would just tickle us to death.
0: Yeah, please do that. You also mentioned another website. I wrote it down here while I'm sitting here. I'm actually standing tonight for all of you out there. I usually sit down when I'm doing the show but I decide to stand tonight. Uh, Allo, Alloguru.com, that's another site, correct?
1: It's Yeah, it's actually Allo.guru. So it's not a dot .com, dot it's a dot .guru. And that just Allo. takes you to our YouTube channel. Uh, which there's plenty of links to our main website from the YouTube channel. But that's actually a fun channel because you see some aloe gardening videos there. And, yeah. you know, everybody should grow aloe. You, you know, anyone listening, you got to get yourself a, a good Barbadensis miller. And if you can, the Stockton variety, which is what we use, get yourself one of those plants and grow it. If you're up north and it's too cold, grow it indoors. You know, everyone has to have their own aloe vera plant it won't be enough to drink from regularly so you know you you might have to purchase your out but to have for your cuts and your scrapes or maybe casual use in a in a smoothie it's just an incredible plant and then you can watch those farming videos so you can see how to multiply them and just grow them nice and big and healthy
0: yeah you had a a lot of good videos on there i watched some of your youtube videos last night i was particularly uh, tickled by the uh the one with the um the woman talking about her digestion and how many good things were going on with her from consuming the aloe, and that's on your page as well if you want to go on there and listen to it. I think it's about like a 14-minute call, but it's well worth it if you listen to it.
1: She's just uh, Yeah, name, it's not – I forget. That was probably four years ago that yeah, I interviewed her.
0: Yeah, but she is really sold on the aloe, and she was talking about some good things, and especially for – I think I mentioned her age. She was 80 or eighty something years on, she was talking about, you know, how her digestion was so much better and how the fact that she was having really good bowel movements. And I think as we get older, we think that we're no longer supposed to have good bowel movements and and feel good. And she just had some really good things to say about your aloe. Um, Is there anything you wanted to add before I I let you go? I know I took a lot of your time tonight, but uh, I, you know, loved having you on your show and loved having uh, talking about the aloe, but is there anything you wanted to add?
1: Darren, I I tell you what, I just love what you're doing. I love every all, everything that you stand for. You know, uh, keep on doing it. You know, Teach the people I will.
0: All- I will, and uh, we'll have to get you back on because I love to get you to talk more about the uh, you know the gut and psychology syndrome and you know training under Natasha Campbell McBride. And I also have to get in contact with you, maybe meet somewhere. I need to get some of that water from you because I had Paul on last week. And, uh, yeah, just to try that water out. So I'll I'll be in touch.
1: Sounds great. Yeah, I look forward to doing it again.
0: Okay. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Darren. Bye-bye now.
0: All right. All right. Good stuff tonight. A little bit about aloe. Um, Sometimes we think that just the most simple things that are out in nature really do us the most good. And uh, I think sometimes we go to pharmaceuticals go to drugs, go to the doctors, and they only know one method of healing. Um, You know, I grew up in an era where my grandmother would use certain things for uh, just certain natural things all the time. And then, you know, we made the switch to all these drugs. But, you know, again, simple things that are right out in nature can heal us if we just give them time to heal. And Dr. Haley mentioned something that I really believe in is that give these things time. Sometimes we're so quick and we want everything so instantaneous because we're used to fast food. We're used to sending emails and sending texts and getting things, uh, getting instant gratification. When it comes to a natural healing protocol or using natural substances, it takes a little time for your body to get back in balance. So keep that in mind. Next week, Uh, This is going to be a show. I'm actually going to send out an email or put some things out on Facebook because we'll have an expert. Barbara Low Fisher will be coming on to talk about vaccines. I know I think out in California, I just read an article where they had an outbreak of the measles. And we're going to talk a little bit more about vaccinations, what to watch out for. Are they harmful? Are they safe? Um, You know, how to get around uh, not having your children vaccinated And I'll need your questions. We only have 30 minutes. She's very, very busy and I only have 30 minutes and I just want to touch every question that you have. So I'll be putting out some things on Facebook to uh, get your questions and ask her on that 30 minute show. So tune in that show next week again, Barbara Low Fisher, and she'll be coming on and she'll be talking about vaccines and she has an organization in the, I believe it's the D.C. area where she just strictly deals with people who've had problems with vaccines. You can go and take a look at a site and I'll post that on Facebook as well. can't really remember the name of the site right now, but I'll make sure that I post that and ask you your questions. And again, hit those in that 30 minute segment next Wednesday. So thanks for listening to the show tonight. Hope you learned a lot about aloe. Please connect with me on social social media and help me build this community. I really want to build this and bring you more and more good stuff when it comes to health and wellness. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Peace and love. Talk to you later. Good night.